Congratulations. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. I almost caught them for you this time. You should hear what they say about me while we're on these little break moments. Anyway. Oh, we love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we last left our heroes. <laughs> Starting aboard the lovely vessel of Captain Jed, the party spent some time traveling towards the great city of the Rock of Brawl, or as some call it, the Party Rock. While venturing forward, it was Basil who saw something off in the horizons, a strange landmass that seemed very similar to the outline of a human. Speaking to Jed about it, they learned that the Astral Sea is in fact the resting place of the old gods, far long past. Feeling a sense of urgency to potentially go check out some of its treasures, the party decided to make their way over to the landmass. However, before getting there, Jed cautioned that there's been some strange occurrences particularly related to some of the dead gods' bodies. That Captain Ajax has started a bit of a mining expedition for reasons unknown. Of course, this didn't deter any of our intrepid adventurers as they pressed on forward and thought it wise to go through the back rather than the front. Without getting into too much detail, <laughs> the party entered into a strange cavern, the bowels, if you will, of this dead god. Trucking their way through, they eventually happened upon a large cavernous area that held hundreds of dead bodies torn apart, some crucified, And while Tristan started to bless the bodies, hoping that their souls would move on to a better place, it was Grimor and Oksana who decided to make their way back to the ship. On their way back, they ran into a strange creature, a watcher, if you will, assigned to this particular dead god. There they were explained to that the miners had been looking for something strange. Nothing of extreme value, you would think. Gems, gold. No, in fact, they were looking for God's blood, apparently. An ingredient needed for one of two things. One, to raise a dead god were also become a god themselves. Back with the group, as Tristan finalized his blessings on the last remaining bodies, a strange trance overcame him. It seemed that his patron had finally reached out to him on his time on this material plane. There they learned that Tristan was being prepared for something. 
The easiest way to put this is he was preparing for death, not of his own, but of many, many others. As the party finally left the dead god's body, they continued to travel onward, only to stumble upon, finally, the Rock of Brawl. Exiting the ship before they made their way to the Happy Beholder, a well-known tavern on the Rock of Brawl, they decided to stop at a market, where Sicarius was able to pick up a new sword. And of course, V picking up a brand new instrument that the universe completely regrets giving to her at this point. I hate my life. It was perfect timing. <laughs> High five. <laughs> and while she continued to play her triangle onward, it seemed to cause quite a stir amongst the other people within the market where they started to <laughs> dance around with joy. Just like I am in my heart. I promise I'm not crying on the inside. <laughs> and so... Our story continues. <laughs> Continuing to dance onward with the rest of the crowd, the first time in quite a while that you've felt more joyous since your time here on the astral plane. V now being lifted above the crowd as she continued onward, playing her... Nope. <laughs> Fantastic. V being lifted up um, onto a small makeshift stage, playing her hearts away as individuals continue to dance and some sing all around her. However, the festivities were cut short as a blood-curdling scream is heard throughout the crowd. Instinctively, V stopped playing and began to look around. V, as you survey the area, you now take note just northwest of where you're standing now. A large crowd seems to be gathering, ar gathering around something. Can I get a little closer? Uh, am I? I'm on a stage, right? Yeah, you're on a little bit of a makeshift stage. It's uh, only about two feet off the ground. Really, it's just planks that have been laid out over top of a few large rocks and bricks. All right, I would like to um, then step off the stage and sort of like slink in between people to try and get a uh, closer look okay. to what's happening. Okay. As you continue to press through the crowd, you feel the hot bodies pressing up against you. Continuing to slither your way through, you finally reach the crux of where everybody seems to be standing. And as you look down on the ground, directly in front of you, you see that of a body. What kind? What kind of a? What kind of a body? <laughs> From where you stand, 
It looks it's elven in nature. Elven. Okay. <clears throat> I thought he said elephant. <laughs> yes, it looks elephant in nature. Thanks, Jess. Uh -oh. um, is anyone like particularly seeming like they know this body or is everyone just sort of like acting shocked? Most of the everyone... surrounding individuals are taken aback by it and just kind of staring in shock and awe of it all. However, one large orcish man, you see he seems to be close to what you would assume is middle age, a very rotund individual. Um, the top of the crown of his head now completely bald with the sides still lush with hair that's been tied back into a bit of a ponytail. You can see very small spectacles that grace the top of his nose bridge. You'll just say, what happened here? The large orcish man looks back at you. What does it look like you see here? There's been a bit of an accident, I'm assuming. But can I see what the, like, does the body just, is it just a body or is there blood or like? You do see a bit of ichor that's resting right around the head. However, it's not red like you're used to seeing with any kind of wound of this nature, but instead a silvery viscous fluid that seems to be coming out of the individual's neck. Uh, v will lean over to the person who is closest to her and sort of whisper and say, is it quite normal for individuals here to bleed silver? The individual standing next to you actually make a persuasion check for me. Okay, where's my knee dice? Ooh, that's exciting. Hold on. Uh, that is a 24. 24. Standing <laughs> next to a what looks to be a, a gnomish older woman. Her hair is slightly grayed at this point. She's a little bit taken aback and startled by you speaking to her. <laughs> oh, of, of course, Les. This is what we're all made of here. What, what is that? I'm not from here. <clears throat> that, my if child. If you could keep a secret between you and I, I trust you. This is no secret at all. That, my dear, is the essence. The essence. Yes, the essence that oh. runs through all of our astral bodies. Oh. Interesting. All right. What if somebody doesn't have an essence and they perish here? Oh, everyone has an essence here. There must be. Mm. I suppose uh, we could play with fate then a little later. Um, v will look back at the guy with the glasses and the, the ponytail. Um, Say, what do you think? Do you think he slipped and fell? As you turn back to address the individual, he now seems to be in conversation with a few other people, most of them debating over what had happened. The orcish man continuing to persuade the crowd that it was of accident. 
Another human-looking individual argues back. No, 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 this is clearly murder. We must find the, the culprit behind all of this. More arguing starts to spread around the entire area. Um, can we see any of her... I was going to say friends. <laughs> <laughs> any of the group? <laughs> Interesting question. What's everybody else doing at this point? I forgot where I was. The last time you were close with Grimor and Pork, uh, you had Grimor slung oh, over your yeah, shoulder, yeah, yeah. cradling Pork, uh, as uh, you were over by the uh, vendor that was selling Sicarius his sword. Okay. After I purchased my sword, I was heading back to the party. Just yeah, I would have followed. For the sake of the narrative, I'm going to say, V, that your companions have now started to congregate around as well. Um, v will, um, if, if she sees um, Tristan, <laughs> great opportunity, uh, she will go stand next to Tristan and say, should you do your ritual thing again? that you did the last time. Yeah, in a bit. Oh, wait, don't go. I'm not sure if you heard. I was just curious how much how much you practice that ritual. Um, I don't think you should step in right now because they are debating if it was actually a murder. I'm not too sure what the rules are in this town. Wouldn't want you to be implicated. Hey, thanks for the heads up, I guess. Uh, Dave, you're re really quiet. Something happened no, yeah, to yeah. the audio. What? It's the argument happening He's talking in the background. Oh, it's like from the distance that we're hearing. Way to ruin that moment. That's good. Setting ambient. So fancy. Look at us. Technology. Okay. All right. Well, well, I'm, I mean, I don't mean to seem quite heartless, but to be frank, um, uh, this doesn't seem like any of our business. Um, people get stabbed in places like this, I imagine, all the time. Uh, perhaps, however, we should keep our eye weary, uh, weathery, weather even, for uh, potential assailants murderers killers i am curious and v will take out her dagger and slice into her hand to see if she, if she bleeds or if she bleeds silver okay as uh you take out the dagger a few individuals now shocked at the appearance of a dagger kind of stand back the commotion around the body stops for a moment as a number of individuals see you cut into your hand few people standing back at the madness of it all but as you clench your fists you see now that there is no red that drips from your hand but a silvery substance that begins to pool on the ground directly at your feet 
You also take four points of slashing damage. Fair, fair, fair. Totally fair. Uh, where's my sheet? Um, well, that's what interesting. On earth, what on earth uh, made you decide to do that? Well, I was having a lovely conversation with the, the lady over there, and she was telling me that everyone in the astral plane has an essence. And I was wondering what happens if you die for my own, you know, my own curiosities, and you don't have an essence. But it appears we all have, our blood is now silvery. I would suspect the rest of you all have the same thing as I do now. My blood used to be red. As 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 um, he's, he's, he's talking to to Scarius, uh, Tristan will grab her hand and squeeze really hard, and take a vial, and put some liquid into it. And then he will look at, it at, at the light just to. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry, I broke. Ew! Your what? <laughs> Basil, yeah. that, at, at the side of at, at the side at the side of that like very <laughs> callous um, behavior, Basil will smack Tristan's hands away uh, and and literally look him up and down and say, what do you think you're doing? Have you ever seen blood like this? Well, yes, yeah. clearly, just spilt. Uh, <laughs> I, but does that change anything, really? I mean, it seems to be sustaining our lives. Our heart seems to pump it fine. And you, a, a simple pinprick would have done. Slicing open your hand with a dagger is foolhardy, to say the least. Oh, Basil, I'm fine, and she'll like tear a piece off of her clothes and wrap it around her hand. Look, it's oh, yeah, fine. Yeah. Although Tristan, you could have asked. You didn't have to just squeeze out the blood. See, Basil, what she's fine. With it? Study it. Are you with just curious? What? Well, I keep uh, it for uh, now. We'll uh, see. Am, am I curious? No, I don't pick up in every little tiny thing on the floor in order to try and figure things out. I, 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 let's begin with just the simple fact of we are at the site of a murder. Perhaps don't pull out weapons and shed blood here. I agree. Well, well, I, think, blood, I mean, what's the big deal? I think as your friendly teammate mascot, Grimoire, uh, that oh my uh, God. y'all need to step back in line, see? Wow. There's no need to Whoa. shed any blood, V, and Tristan, what you're doing right now is a little strange, but hey, y'all, we made a dear promise on that boat there that we are here to protect those who need to be protected. Poor Bobby, he's gonna Grimoire. <laughs> You sound very different. <laughs> you watch. You watch as Basil puts into his, into his jacket. He puts into his jacket a uh, a small vial of babbit nip. It's like catnip, but for babbits. It changes their voice slightly, makes them real chill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did with my shopping trip. <laughs> well, here's um, what I have yeah. to say about all this now. What we need to do is, I think, if there's a danger to these people, we need to help them wherever we can. Ain't that right, Oxy? My foxy Oxy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for anyone new in chat, this is the opposite of how Grimoire acts. <laughs> I have no idea what y'all talking about. Okay. Yes, Grimoire. Did you eat anything strange today? 
I mean, Basil gave me a little something-something, definitely chilled me out, got me a real good vibe going on here. Please don't eat it again. <laughs> Last time for you. Okay? All right. Yes. All right. I agree. We should help. If there is a killer on the loose hurting people, yes, we should help. <laughs> Look, could we could could we not at least arrange for some form of payment at least for these services rendered? I mean, I don't know about you, but chasing after uh, potential murderers just seems very hazardous to one's health. Um, and I mean, I I need not remind us all that we got stomped into the proverbial ground by giant hippos not too long ago. Um, <laughs> that is true. I got I got stomped into the ground by a giant hippo and. <laughs> And, I mean, this person was murdered in broad daylight with... Well, I mean, well... Did anyone see what happened? No? As anyone? you so yell this... this in, oh, okay. As you yell this out, you hear another strange noise from the crowd. Almost like nails on a chalkboard. As everybody silenced and looks back, you see an older man. Uh, very short has to be close to his early 70s as he holds up a very small chalkboard in his hands you see that his nails just being pulled dragged down I know what this is don't need to see anything to understand it I'll tell you this here was the work of a void pile what did you say a void pyre? A void pyre, yes. A void pyre. Do you mean Can vampire? You? No, of course not. Vampires don't exist. Void pyres, on the other hand. So please, right. explain, since that's new to us. They are vicious, vicious creatures of the night. Well, of also the day in the astral plane. There doesn't really, there's not much difference between night and day. I digress. They search out those that are innocent and feed off their essence. You can tell by the bite marks on their neck. Hmm. Does well. this guy have bite marks on his neck? Yeah, we're looking at the body. Is there bite marks? Uh, who wants to inspect the body? I'd inspect the body. Of course you will. Yeah. <laughs> well, nobody <laughs> wants to. He's nobody so wants to. Her neck. <laughs> I, I, I got another one for you. Get Let's another sample. Let's just keep expectations where this should be. Yeah, I got a three. <laughs> Tristan? There's no bites on his foot. What are we rolling for? Uh, medicine check. Uh, medicine uh, 17. 17. As the crowd parts away from the body, kneeling down, you begin to examine tilting the head back and forth. And as you wipe away some of the essence that seems to have pooled just at the nape of the neck, you do see what looks to be two small puncture wounds directly on the side. Well, looks like it's checked. Something bit this man. Elf. Void elf. Void person. And how big are these things that you say these void vampires or whatever? 
The void piles, yes. They range in size, but typically no, no larger than a large man, no smaller than a small man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. So, men's size. Okay. <laughs> So very here's dramatic the... way of saying we're looking for a guy. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. My friends and I, we're quite experienced, um, and we're also in need of money. I don't suppose you'd be willing to pay someone to help search out and destroy this void pyre. I'm sorry, are you talking to me? You or whoever is in charge of these kind of things, I don't know. As you say this, a number of individuals kind of stand up and turn and just slowly start walk. to walk away from the scene. <laughs> I would help and I would offer some type of reward, but I'm not going to as the man now turns and also begins to walk away. <laughs> hmm. Well, I believe if recompense is... <laughs> Sorry? I didn't quite hear. There's so much mumble-jumble in the crowd these days. <laughs> well, if nobody else seems to care, why should we? Well, like there I said, y'all, we got to think about these kind of things. If we're going to be protectors of the realms, and I'll tell you, I'm feeling very inspired right now by it all, but I'm going to just, I'll let you take the lead. I'm not really a leader type. I just wanted to make sure my voice was heard around here. Uh -huh. Grimoire is right. We should protect the innocent. Damn right. The innocent <laughs> is dead. He no, doesn't need protecting well, anymore. But it is still hunting, this void pyre. Yes, that is true. Perhaps we could um, source some more information about a void pyre. Um, I, 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 if I may posit a suggestion, um, perhaps some of us can uh, see if we could locate the local constibular area and see if we can uh, ascertain what information of victims may be around and perhaps see if there is a reward for, for, for this uh, this particular endeavor. Uh, and I, if anyone would like to accompany, can adjourn to uh, the local library and perhaps see if I can dig up any lore or um, information on void pyres. Basil, can you please say that again in smaller words, please? It was a lot you uh, said. All right, sorry. My, my, my apologies. Um, go to the yes. police, see if they're offering money, and I... find out if anyone else has been attacked, and I will go yes. do nerd things. Yes. This plan. But as we're standing there, is there any type of authority figure coming around at all? Not whatsoever. Is Jed still with us? As you kind of look around, uh, surveying the area, you can now see that Jed isn't really involved in the crowd whatsoever. In fact, he's he's quite off to the back of the market by some stall. Um, he's got his hand kind of leaned up uh, against a post, looking very dapper and slick as he uh, continues to speak with a, what looks to be a younger Githyanki lady. 
can I, I'm going to walk right in between his conversation, like completely interrupt it. Okay. Yeah. So as I was saying, you know, I'm, I'm a captain and I go all ben. around. Yeah. So how, how, Oh, ben. Hey, Hey, Oksana, my absolutely platonic Hello. friend. How y'all doing? Well, not very good. You see, there is a murdered person. There's a murder we need person. Your help. Did you do yes, it? Yes. Yes. I did not. Did anybody no. of our companions do it? I don't think so, no. It was a void pyre, if you know this. Void pyre? Yes, yes. I don't think those things we would exist. Like... <laughs> well, this is news to me. Somebody just said they did. Well, I mean, hey, if someone said it, then I'm sure it's true, right, Oksana? I'm sorry, my friend. Yes. All I right. think so. We would like to find the police. Can you please take us there? What is a police? Uh, hold on. Basil! <laughs> what? What is a police? Uh, like the, the guards, the, the field marshal, the, 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 I don't know, the captain, uh, there's many names uh, for them. I don't know what they use in the astral plane. Captain, does this sound familiar to you? Are y'all talking about the the city guard? Yes. Yeah, they don't have that here. Basil, come here. (laughs) All right. There is a small problem in the plan. They do not have police. What do you mean they don't have police? Do As they, I was like, saying who? to our friend, my platonic friend, completely mutual, Oksana, they don't have a town guard here. Everybody just kind of, you know, abides the law on their own. And when you need to, you just kind of take law into your own hands. I mean, guys, this is a city built by pirates, a haven of mercenaries. I don't know if I'm married or I just <laughs> Yes, but surely there'd be someone who created said laws in which these fine, upstanding mercenary pirates abide. I mean, there's there's a chain of command, but I mean, in terms of what you typically see in the cities where y'all are from, it's it's a little different. They just kind of, well, as Oksana said, police their own. Now, well, we would like to find this void fire. It is hurting innocent people. I mean, if there is one that exists, there's a couple places you might want to check out. If you're looking for information, I mean, we we could keep going over to the Happy uh, Beholder. I know Large Luigi over there. You got he's he's a plethora of information. He's like a damn library in his own brain. Hey, library! This is the place for nerds. Yes, Basil. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, I'm no one ever called me a nerd before. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to regret teaching at this word. (laughs) So, look, I mean, they've got y'all can check out the you can check out the happy beholder, probably going to be able to get some information there. If you're looking for information on creatures that probably don't exist you might want to check out the mage mages guild hall there's probably some information there mm-hmm. uh and i mean 
I'm sure there's other places you could go. Hang on. I'm just going into my mind palace. right? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Library of Spheres. They got all types of manuscripts there. Books and tablets and all types of things. That one. <laughs> um, all right, well, did we want to do this together or did we want to, you know, sort of divide and conquer? Uh, I, well, perhaps we should go back to the group. Thank you, Good Jim. Call. And she'll, like, thump him on the, on the shoulder. Yeah, all right. You don't have to thump so hard. It anyway, was not hard. like I was saying, I got a ship. And I've been traveling all over the Astral Void as you guys continue to make your way back to the... Uh, oh. Uh, to the group. Oksana, before we get before we get back, Oksana, here, you might want to hang on to this. I I didn't mean I think I think maybe like it was a little much that I gave Grimoire, but uh you know, it really does help mellow him out a little bit. It's, it's not medicated or anything like that. It's just over the counter. They just they told me it was for for small mammalian creatures to like, you know, kind of you know, like when you're your house training a cat kind of thing. Makes them nice and calm. Um, I thought he, you know, could use a little bit of cut off the edge. I think I took too much off, but, you know, here, you, you hang on to this, I think. He likes this. What do you call uh, he this? He does. Uh, well, I'm just calling it babbit nip, but I, 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 you know, I was thinking about baking it just into some brownies or, or maybe, um, maybe, um, into some guacamole, you know, with some, some ah. dip, you know? Well, hell yeah, now you're talking, Basil. Go ahead and just make sure that it's vegetarian-like as Grimoire kind of stretches oh. out around Oksana's neck, almost like a house cat, as he hums and sings, Can't get enough of your love, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be in very good mood. I will yes. be sure to give this to him. Yes, there are instructions on the bottle, but I don't speak the local language, so it's all gibberish to me. I um, cannot read anyway. I will let you uh, read it. <laughs> <laughs> it probably says "green." Give green more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Man. You are of no use to anybody right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we're just going to okay. unload your crossbow real quick. <laughs> All right. And I'm um, guessing we can back. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say the same thing. No, you hang up. <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, as you make your way over V, you continue to... Um, as much as the, the, the commotion has thrown you off a little bit, you do feel the excitement once more of no, never mind, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> you feel inspired. That's it. Done. Oh, thanks, Scott. Thanks, Scott. And you also, we also have a temptation dice up on the board, just so y'all know. Love it. Love it. Ooh. So, what did Jed say? <laughs> he said there is no such thing as void fire, and this place has no police. Well. And there's a person named 
big Luigi that might have some information at the tavern, and there are some places of learned people that may have some information on the mythos surrounding the Void Pyre, such as the uh, Mage's Tower and, um, and the Library of Spheres. These I also. Love, I love a good tavern. And I suppose I'm not so into the whole, like, let's solve a murder in a, in a city that we're not from kind of thing, but I suppose we might be targets ourselves, so it it might be in our best choice. Fuck, I can't think of the word. So why would we be a target? I, I'm quite innocent, Sicarius. It seems like it feeds on innocent people. Then we're sorry. quite safe, aren't we not? Are we, we getting, be sorry, what? Aren't we quite safe now? No, because the, 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 the fucking void pyre is still around. And what if it, what if it smells my blood now? Comes after me. We should, like you say, kill it first, right? I can't argue well, with that logic. Yes, we yes, we should absolutely kill the monster that feeds on innocent people. Um, <laughs> well, I'm... <laughs> God, this group is so sketchy! <laughs> so good. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go to the library. He's <laughs> leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I am, I am, I'm worried about being ambushed. I would very much like at least, you know, if, if, uh, one of the, uh, well, well somebody capable of protecting me might. Oh, Tristan, well, how about we just all stick together? I'll come, I'll come with you. If anything bad happens to you, I can always send your sword to the other side. Oh okay, my he's not God. there for protection. He's just there to send you on your road. <laughs> look, honestly, I, 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 I welcome it at this point. But um, no, it's fine. Um, look, to be honest, to be honest, I imagine dealing with the mages and the librarians with um, such a large group of people that may not necessarily need to be as careful, shall we say, around the library, um, might of course um, send the wrong message to people we don't know. Um, so yes, um, me and Tristan will have a quick look at the library, um, and uh, then uh, we'll meet you at the tavern afterwards. Um, we won't we won't be too long. Probably about maybe uh, an hour or two, perhaps. So just for okay. record, we we are splitting the party, and it is your yeah. idea, Basil. Just just holding people sure? accountable. Well, <laughs> after uh, advice not to, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, yes, yes, it is, and I will, I will not die. Vowing now, this is this is my statement. I will not be, I will not be, be, be eaten by, uh, by this void pyre, and I think Tristan is also least likely to be eaten as well. I would prefer not. We're so innocent, not innocent. Yeah, exactly. Well, you are not innocent. Yeah. Hmm. You're not innocent, question mark. This is not a rhetorical what? question. Oh, I am oh sorry. no, I, I mean, I mean, I we, we did kind of steal money and throw Grimoire out a window, and, and I still bear a certain burden of guilt for that. That's... It was an innocent mistake. Was it, though? <laughs> <laughs> Tristan is taking a step back from Basim. <laughs> As, 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 as a son, I just eyes him out. 
I didn't know my own strength. I still wanted him out the window. And look, I manifested a raft for him to get on. I definitely didn't want him to die or sail off into the distance, which he did. Well, he did sail off into the distance. We got him back. That's the important. I'm going to go. I think you should be on your way. Yeah, I'm going to just before I keep putting my foot in my mouth. All right. Come, Tristan. As as Basil and Tristan find their own path, um, the rest of you begin to make your way back over to the entrance of the marketplace um, and uh, now see Jed standing alone. Uh, v, just just as a note, while we're walking, V would like to link arms with both Oxana and Sicarius. <laughs> She'll allow it. Please don't sure. get your blood on me. It's it's wrapped now. Don't worry, Oxana. Plus, it's pretty blood. Don't you like the silvery blood? No. Alright. <laughs> being honest, I guess. I can appreciate honesty, Oksana. Shall we go talk to Jed? Sure. He looks like his friend is gone. Jed! Huh? Hey! Where did your friend go? We are going for a drink. Come with us. Um, I could use a drink right now. And hurry, yeah, she wasn't ready for this jelly. Anyway, where'd, uh, <laughs> where'd Tweedledee and Tweedledum go? To the oh, nerd place. Yeah, okay. You're never going to find me in one of those nerd places. All right, so uh, happy beholder, happy beholder. Drinks on V, drinks on V. All right, let's go. I don't think that's, and she'll just go go inside. Sounds yep. <laughs> like a plan. As you continue to make your way through the cobbled streets of the Rock of Brawl, you eventually happen upon a relatively large building in comparison to the rest that are found in the lower city. Uh, filled with music and laughter and shouting. A few drunkards kind of fall out of the doorway as they kind of brush past you. Hmm. Welcome to one of my favorite places on the entire universe. Happy Beholder. Everything's going to be all right now. As you begin to make your way up the doorway of the building, entering in through the double doorway, you find yourself in a very well-kept establishment. Beautiful bar rails directly in the center of the room, completely circular. You can see a number of uh, leather-wrapped booths all centered or circling around the large uh, exterior uh, perimeter of the building. A number of individuals all gathered within there, many of them singing and cheersing one another, while others continue to uh, have various games of chance laid out in front of them. And directly behind the bar, you see a very odd creature, one that many of you have heard of in tales as it floats a large ball-like individual, nine stalks that seem to peer off of its head, each one of them having their own individual eyes. And as it turns to face the direction of the door, you see a cycloptic eye directly in the center. This is truly, in fact, the first time that any of you have seen the likes of a beholder. 
The beholder seems to be laughing and cheering with many around the bar rail as it uses some of its eye stalks to give out drinks. As you yeah, all walk through... Was... Sorry? What were you saying? I was just going to comment. Here I thought the name was strictly just a metaphor. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. As you continue to walk through the doorway, uh, you hear throughout the crowds uh, a number of individuals yelling, Jed! As Jed kind of waves, out of y'all. A barmaid makes her way up to you, a, a young girl. Uh, her skin slightly bluish with tiny horns that peek off of the top of her forehead. Always a pleasure to see you, Jed. And who do you have with you here? Well, these are my friends. Well, I guess clients. Are we clients or friends? I don't know at this point. We can be both. Alright. I like that. Uh, well, we'll take, uh, we'll take your closest booth and, uh, a couple rounds on this one. Any points to V? <laughs> oh, uh, Jed, I don't think that oh, is... Oh, right um... this way, Jed, of course. You and your friends are always <laughs> welcome here. As she begins to lead you over to a large booth centered off to the side. Um... Jed, this is nice place. You are popular guy. I mean, I'm known to get around here and there once in a while. Does he, does he look like he's suggesting something? <laughs> or no? Not any, yeah, not oh, anything okay. of that caliber. <laughs> uh, sweetheart, before you go, um, round of drinks for everybody. And also, when he's got a second, if you could send Luigi over. I know he's busy right now. Peak hours, but I think my friends here have something to ask him. She just kind of nods before heading back off to the bar rail. What is on menu here? I mean, everybody keeps on talking about the, uh, the spicy scaver. Hmm. It's like a, Don't... it's like a fishy type dish. Fishy, huh? But spicy? How spicy? I mean... It can it can have some kick to it, that's for sure. Hmm. Grimoire, you would like something spicy? Uh, no. Oh, it's fish. Yeah, I don't need any kind of fish. Vegetables only. We will find something for you. A kiddie meal. Give him a salad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jed, I would love to try this spicy fish, but I am quite concerned about all this drinks on V business. Because as you remember, I didn't have quite a lot of money to begin with. Oh, that's all right. We'll figure something out. All right. As long as, in, as, long as it involves me not paying for everyone. Come on, V. Be a team player. I would love to be a team player, but unfortunately, you need money to be a team player in this instance, Sicarius. Do you have money? Enough money to be a team player? I wasn't the one that was suggesting to be offering, so, you know, I'm going with Jed's lead here. That's a smart man. 
I cannot make money out of my butt. That is not how it works. I cannot make it appear. <laughs> I'm just going to breeze over that one. <laughs> so listen, y'all, before you can actually get any information out of Luigi, there's something I got to tell you. Typically, there's... He likes to have an exchange of information. And if you don't really have anything to offer, might I suggest he loves a challenge. What kind of a challenge? Just Whatever a challenge you can think of. A dance-off. <laughs> I'm sure that's dance one of them. Can I arm wrestle him? That could be one too, although he doesn't have a lot of arms. I'm not sure how that would work. But I'm sure we can figure something out. Because I really doubt we have much information for him. Since we don't really know where we're at here, and we don't know anything about this place. We could trade him information about our plane of existence. That's I don't true. know if he'd be interested in that, but is he more interested in... What, what kind of information is he interested in? Political game? Monetary gain? I mean, you name it. He's regular information. Like I said, he's got like dang library in his brain. All right. Mm. Well, all right. We will see what he is interested in. Mm -hmm. All right. As uh, as you continue to converse with one another, pleasantries and simpleties. That's a word. I just made it up. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Eventually, you see just off out of the corner of your eye the large beholder now making its way over to your table, a number of drinks wrapped around uh, in his eye stalks. <laughs> Jed, my friend, it's been far, far too long. <laughs> and who is this that you've brought here? More friends for me to eat? I'm kidding! I'm kidding! I don't mean that at all. Please, sit, eat, drink, and be merry, all of you. And welcome to the Happy Beholder. Hello! It's a pleasure to meet you. My name is Oksana. This is my friend, Grimor. Oh, hey, my guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and my name is V. Pleasure, uh, pleasure to meet your acquaintance. I've heard much about you, V, and how you plan to pay for everyone's drinks for the evening. Mm, yes. I'm just that kidding. Is just First round is on the house for a good old friend like Jed. Well, that is very that kind is of you. very helpful. My name is Sicarius. Ah, yes, a very proper man, I see. And quite the blade you hold at your side. Hopefully, no problems here tonight, my friend. I might have to blast you with the... one of my eye stocks and dis disintegrate you in your place. Yes, I'll keep myself uh, evenly calm around you. Very good. Wise decision. <laughs> so, Jed, how have you been, my friend? Oh, you know, I'm just doing my thing like I usually do. 
these are some of my newest clients. They, um, they're looking for some information, and they're wondering if you could help out a little bit. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. We are, we are looking to find a void pyre that recently committed a murder. Mm, a void pyre, you say? Haven't heard that yes. name in a very, very long time. So they do exist. Yeah, I told them they didn't exist. Oh, but Jed, what you don't realize is that they do exist. No, man, they don't exist. They do exist. But there's never been one seen here before. Not on the Rock of Brawl, at least. Where are they from? Well, there are places within the Astral Sea that not everyone wants to travel to. Dark places. Places that are void of all light entirely. It is said that that is where they come from. What would bring one here? Your guess is as good as mine. Huh. Perhaps the abundance of food here for them? Or another cause, perhaps? Do they normally eat people or feed on people, I should say? People? Creatures? Anything that can hold the life essence that we all hold inside of ourselves within the astral plane. That is their dinner. So what would be the most, what would attract them the most? Because it apparently in a big crowd, one person was targeted. Why would they do that? What would make that one person stand out? Again, your guess is as good as mine, friend. Someone said that they feed on innocence, or the innocent. Is that quite literal, or just sort of a, a metaphor? Because anyone that has murdered is sort of a victim, right? And they are innocent in, in that act. For the most part, when someone says the word innocent, it's one that is not aggressive, one that is... One that is... Passive. Liable. Well, liable for attack. Liable. This word I don't know. I don't... Like easy typically... prey? Yes, yeah. probably a better way of putting it. Thank you, Sakura. Oh. Somebody that they don't feel can fight back. Oh, interesting. Alright. How would we try to track one down? Well, they do not like much light. Anywhere you can find without light would be a good place to start. Anywhere nearby like that? There are many places. We have, we are... If you... Hmm? If you were Voidpire, where would you go? I might find myself in some of the old abandoned tunnels originally made during the time of the creation of the Rock of Brawl. Where would be like the closest one? Because I would only assume that whatever did this would want the quickest way out. 
now that you bring it up, there are tunnels underneath the town with openings all over. Perhaps we will go back to the square to see if we can find a tunnel in this area. Maybe once the others get back, we can yes. all go together. Because uh, they are coming here after their nerd trip. <laughs> Tell me, are you all hunters of these type of things? Not typically, but this group has some odd moralities, and I just don't want to be killed by one, so why not kill it first, as Sakarius usually says, right, Sakarius? So today, we are. Tomorrow, maybe not. Interesting. And uh, Jed mentioned that you are clients of his, per se. Correct. Yes. He is helping us get back to the material plane. The material plane, you say? Interesting. Interesting, to say the least. And how did you find yourself in the astral plane? It's quite an annoying story. We were sort a of blown up. Man. He put one bag in another bag, and then boom. Here we are. Yep. So what you say is you do not hold the power of yourself of planewalking. No. no. Didn't even know this place existed. I see. Well, best of luck to you all, then. If there's nothing else, I do have a bar to attend to. Any tips? Or maybe someone who is experienced in... Void, void pyre hunting by the name of San Samadine. <laughs> As I said, there's not been any void pyres here. I'm happy to ask around if you wish, though. If it won't if stir, could. yeah, right. if it doesn't stir commotion, absolutely. I know my way around these folks. No need to worry about it. For the time being, enjoy your drinks and your stay. Oh, we have a we have a room here, or just you mean for the time? We do have <laughs> rooms here, of course. Yeah. Are they expensive? Because we are very not money wise. What is wrong with me tonight? I can't speak. <laughs> Speaking of expenses, then let me chime in here. If we captured one of these void. Pirates. Do you know of anybody in town who would pay for capturing these things? Considering they seem to be so rare. I could see a few individuals that might be interested in the capture of one. Of course, alive, if could be. I would try my wages at the Mage's Guild Hall. They're always oh. looking for strange and unique creatures. This is good advice. Right. Do we know where the guild hall is? No. Jed does, I think. Jed, do you know where the guild hall is? Would you be able to direct us there after we um, capture this void fire? 
Of course. I know just about everywhere on this place. Fantastic. I'm just wondering if they would... It wouldn't be as much of a bounty, but uh, I prefer to probably carry one of these things dead. Mm, yes, do they have any sort of things, like from where we're from, I think. I don't know. There's these things that are called vampires, and you can, like, drive a wooden stake through their heart, or use garlic and wave it in their face, and they're grossed out. Is there anything with these void fires that are similar? I know they are not fan of gold. Hmm. Well, we don't have very much of that. <laughs> Good to know. We've... <laughs> hey, there is another question. Do you know of a place where we can make some gold? Well, there's lots of places to make gold on the Rock of Brawl. You just have to look for the right opportunity. Almost any establishment, I'm sure, has jobs that need to be done. And for an intrepid group like yourself, especially with Lieutenant Jed. As he says this, Jed shoots him a bit of a look. Captain Jed. I'm sure the... The opportunities would come flush to you all. Perhaps at the Mage's Guild. Maybe we can arrange a deal. Perhaps. Perhaps. Thank you. You're very welcome. If there's nothing else, just call me if I'm needed. And again, new friends, eat, drink, and be merry. <laughs> As Large Luigi makes his way back to the bar rail. Over on the other side of town, Tristan, Basil, you make your way to a very large building, not too far outside of the lower city limits. You can see as the tower crests upward at the very top, there seems to be almost like a mobile diorama of planets that hangs all around it. In the direct center, a very large circular spherical, um, almost statue with rings that seem to be wrapped around it. Walking in and out of the building, you can see a number of scholarly looking individuals, all carrying parchments and various books and tomes. Basil will uh, approach the, uh, well, basically the nearest person, uh, and say, um, uh, "Good evening. Um, we're we're looking for the the librarian curator um, who is uh, in charge of lending and uh, the information within the library." Uh, a very slender, uh, middle-aged female um, looks to you as she adjusts her glasses. Uh, you will want to speak with Seamus, as he is the individual who curates this entire library. You'll find him mostly up in the upper floors. My guess is the third or fourth. Ah, thank you kindly. It, just a query. He, he's not a leprechaun, is he? A what? Had a run-in with a uh, with a, a, a tiny... No, you know what? Never mind. It's fine. I'll find out when 
when we when we arrive. Uh, I'll, as as he walks in, he'll turn to uh, to Tristan and say, "You know, there are many types of fairies in the world and stuff like that, but never make deals with leprechauns." Okay, that came out of nowhere, but I'll take note of it. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll tell him a little bit about uh, a, a tiny leprechaun who um, who apparently murders children. Um, <laughs> as we as we head up. <laughs> as we head, as we head, as we head up the uh, up to the third, second or third floor. Okay. As you make your way across the marbled floor, you see a very large statue directly in the center. Um, it seems to be that of what you would see as an elvish elvish man as well. Uh, very bald head with pointed ears. The statue reaches up roughly about 20 feet tall with uh, looks to be made entirely out of bronze. The individual holds two large books or tomes in either one of his hands as it peers out knowingly amongst the amongst the masses. A winding staircase leads up to the various floors. You can see on in a, a circular kind of motion or circular area stacks and rows of books that spread off like sunlight you continue to make your way up the winding stairs meeting at the second floor again rows and rows of more of these tomes continuing upward you make it to the third and lastly making all your way all the way up to the fourth floor you can now see that this is the top of the building itself it spreads out much wider than the rest of the tower. You would assume that this is most likely the center of the the spherical shape found at the very top. You see on the sides of all of the walls, complete panoramic view of the city as large windows that stretch roughly 10 feet up, uh, sorry, 10 feet tall, uh, giving you a perfect view of the entire city. Wow, this is breathtaking, is it not? This is a nice view. I didn't realize it was that big. Yes, yes. And quite a wealth of collection here as well. I mean, it would take us years to to pour through even a a fraction of what's here. Hopefully hopefully the guy knows a little bit of where to look for what we're looking for. (laughs) Yes, it would take you many, many a lifetime to amass this amount of knowledge. Turning around, you see a very elderly man, very long, long beard, a proper scholar's cap graces his head, beautiful light blue robes that trail down to the floor, little specks of starlight, um, almost looking like it's embedded directly into the robes itself. Welcome to my establishment. Well, all of our establishments, but nonetheless... I am Curator Seamus. Well, it is truly a, a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Um, my name is Basil, and, and this is my uh, associate, Tristan. We've um, actually come seeking, um, well, your, your guidance and knowledge. Um, in a nutshell, there appears to be a, a danger to the city itself uh, in the form of a void pyre or at least as some witnesses would believe. Uh, We came in search of any information that you might have in 
regards to such a creature. Interesting. Voipire, you say? Many believe that this is myth and legend, but then again, who knows what, what is held out there? What to be true and what to be story, of course. Mm. After all, many myths do find their origin in some nugget of truth. Very good. Couldn't have said it better myself, my boy. Tell me, what type of information do you look for on this creature? Uh, well, um, uh, at this point, Basil looks to Tristan, uh, just to kind of, um, I, I think we're, we're looking for mostly what they are, but, um, also how to hunt them, perhaps, if yeah. possible, or anything, anything jump to mind? Well, if the stories they say are in fact true, the origin of the creature is not very well known, other than... It coming from its namesake, a void that can be found in the astral plane, a very, very dark place. Only a few places I could think of off the top of my mind that would hold something like this. Now, in terms of the destruction of the creature itself, of course, enough bodily harm, as it is a physical being, will do more than enough to harm the creature. It is said that Valuable materials, such as gold, would also bring harm to the creature itself. And lastly, like its namesake says, it wants to be part of the void. It wants to be dark, part of the darkness. A little bit of light could give you the upper hand. If you were to ever run into one of these creatures. Right, light, gold, creatures of the void. Okay. Um, uh, well, those are all the questions that I truly had. Um, I suppose, um, Tristan, is there anything you can think of that we could use to add to our bank of knowledge? If, if they would need to hide in a city like this, where would they... Would they be in plain sight? Because I'm not I don't think there is any void here in the city or is there some kind of nexus? I wouldn't say a nexus per se, and I would disagree that there aren't dark places to be found throughout the city. Not necessarily on its surface, but underneath, where they mined all of the stone needed to build the buildings you see all around you. Vast tunnels that spread outward. Many, many years have been spent mining these now abandoned places in order to gather enough materials in order to build the city up the way you see it now. Are the, are the mines still, still accessible? If you know the right places to look, of course. There are a few just outside of the city limits. If you find a large cavern that has been worked over, you're most likely in the right place. Now, of course, there are rumors, per se, not that, none that I've ever seen myself, but large holes in the ground that are covered by metal sheets that will also give you access. They used to use these shafts to bring the materials up directly into the center of the city so that they could disperse it instead of make, having to travel all the way from the outskirts. Like wells. 
Wells Excuse is me. a good interpretation. Well done, my boy, as well. No pun intended. Um, my I don't. <laughs> well, I, I don't suppose that there are any existing city plans or the like that may map out these tunnels that we that you have at your disposal. In fact, I think we might just have some in our historical records. Oh, well, that would be most helpful, especially if um, our, our journey takes us down into the, the depths. It would be most helpful indeed to have a, a map of the, the area to be able to navigate. Of course, of course. I would be happy to oblige. He pulls a book, large tome from uh, that seemed to have been hung from uh, a silken ro uh, rope that hangs from his belt. Pulling the large tome up, he opens it up, and as he does, you see a little bit of a yellowish glow inhibit the entire area. He begins to mutter an incantation before reaching his hand directly down into the book. As his hand continues to move on, it goes past his wrist, up to his elbow, and even further. He seems to be digging around for a few moments before he begins to draw his hand back out, and with it, you see a rolled-up piece of parchment in his hand. The light fades as he closes the book, hanging it back down by his sides as he gives the parchment to you. By all means, the city map of what was seen many, many years ago prior to the construction. These were close to the original architecture of the entire city itself. They should tell you the best places of where you can find some of these tunnels. Spectacular. Thank you so much for your assistance, um, Curator. Uh, we will make sure that we put this to good use and return it promptly once we are uh, concluded with our business. Um, well, uh, if that's everything, I think, um, between the, the, the lot of us, I think perhaps we... Uh, oh, uh, one final thing. Is there any history of, well, I suppose, attacks by exsanguination of recent days? Here, in the Rock uh, of Yes, Hall, indeed. There are hmm, many attacks, per se, in this place. None the way that you describe it. As you see, this is... A strange place mixed between lawlessness and composure. There are those of us who wish to live a structured life and find much joy living in a place like this. However, its histories, based on the fact that it was raised as a haven for those you would describe as miscreants. Well, there is a perfect blend here. But a type of attack that you describe not usually the case clearly for the most part it's either a crime of passion or a crime of intention mm. Mm. thank you for your insight um all right well uh, we do have the if others waiting for us thing i could request though oh. if you do happen across one of these creatures if you wouldn't mind perhaps jotting down its appearance some of its mannerisms any information you could collect for me i'd be happy to pay for it of course this type of information would be most valuable 
Uh, absolutely. It would be my, my, my privilege to do so. Very good, then. We have a deal. I would I would have two other questions, though. Do you yes, have any information about how to plane walk? Ah, plane walk? Walking can be a very difficult task if you don't know the right people to ask. A mage of quality stature would be the best place to look for something like that. But there are spells, incantations, and rituals that can take you from one place to another. A very focused ritual, that is. And then, of course, there is the, well, starscapes that you see all around out in the night sky. Wherever you see a trail, a cluster of colors, that is a way to another plane. But you must be very careful not to enter one of those without caution or where, you, where you'll end up. Well, that's impossible to tell until you walk through. All right, so there is no instrument to help us find a specific one. Well, none that I'm aware of. However, there might be someone you could speak to in regards to this. Now, we map most of the knowledge that we can collect around here, but Elmander's Star Charts, a building not too far from here, and he walks you over to the window and points out to it. You can see now, resting in the middle of the city, a very large observatory. Those are the individuals who have mapped the star system far and wide. They hire individuals just for that reason, to map out and chart this wild astral sea. If anyone's to know, it would be Elmer. Elmander. All right. Thank you. And finally, some a term I've heard just before getting here. Do you know anything about... A god seed. A god seed? Yes. Not familiar with that term before? Okay. Is this a name of something? A place? I am not sure. I think it's a, it's an object, I think. Interesting. Uh, but I don't know much more about this. The person that pushed us through here said that we would not get it for some reason. Well, if it's an object, it's none that I've never heard of before, but if it's a name, it could be many a thing, a place, a person. Not much I could okay. assist on that matter, though. All right. Thank you very much for your help, anyhow. My pleasure, of course. And don't forget, if you happen to cross any information, I'd be happy to pay for it. We'll keep that in uh, mind. Yeah. Thank you. Very good. Uh, Tristan, did you want to go by the star charts on the way to the tavern, or did you want to regroup before we uh, we make our way there, share the information first? Uh, a player question is is a star chart on on the way to the tavern or is it completely out of of the way 
Uh, it is in the middle city, where the tavern is in the lower city. If we yeah, uh, if we follow the um, if we follow the outer uh, road to the Rock of Brawl, it'll take us past um, the Star Chart um, uh, Elmander Star Chart, and then to the Happy Beholder. Or we can cut through Middle City and get to the Happy Beholder quicker. Yeah, it's almost okay, like then... it's almost like you had a map. Crazy, right? I'm I'm, I'm sorry, it's, mine is so pixelated. I cannot read this more. Oh really? Okay, I'll see if I can find you a better one. So the you would okay. you would pass by the star chart in order to get okay. to the uh, the tavern. Then let's let's stop there on the way. All right. Okay. Leaving the library of spheres, you head back down the stairs and out into the city streets, the bustling city streets of the Rock of Brawl. And as you make your way over to uh, the star charts. I think that's a good time to take a little bit of a short rest so uh with that said we're gonna go ahead and uh do a little bit of a bio break not too long indeed uh just a few moments so uh please by all means stick around make sure that uh this is uh this is the place you'll want to come back to uh, of course, we do take some questions on chat of myself, the cast, the story, um, the life, universe, and everything inside of it. Well, we'll try our absolute best. But until that time, my friends, we will be back very shortly. Stick around and uh, you'll see us real soon. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so we did get a couple questions on our break. Oh, I know. Uh, first yes. off, a question for Oksana. How do you feel about being called Foxy Oxy? I don't know if she can She hear. can't hear us right now. She's having some technical difficulties. Oh, okay. I don't even think she knows we're live, actually, to be Fair honest. enough. Fair enough. All right. We'll come back to that question. Um, okay. Uh, why is Dag the best D&D streamer? Well, obviously, because of all of the amazing Pathfinder stuff that he does. Uh, you know it. Question, this one's another question for Dag. Did you work out a new character before you decided to split the party, just in case? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, straight up. I, um, I, I decided that what I want to play is um, I want to play Grimoire's um, long-lost brother, Remreg. Oh, yeah? <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, like, yeah, just be on a quest to look for my, my, my lost brother who, uh, I, I, you know, we were separated at childhood. Um, and I'm hoping that Grimo might help me find my brother, um, given that he is also a Babbitt, you know. Of course, of course. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jess, are you back? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear that you saying that we went live because my, um, my, anyway. Yeah. I'm, anyway. I'm good, yeah. So question for Oksana. <laughs> How did you feel about being called Foxy Oxy? By Grimoire? Yeah. I don't know, probably not the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question for Reyna. Innocent can... little Babbitt. Well, not so in innocent anymore, I guess. Uh, really? Question for Reyna. When can we expect your one-hour triangle so solo? Oh, boy. As soon as Dave lets me. <laughs> so <laughs> never. That's when... Right now! Where's my stick so, thing? So tomorrow... <laughs> 
Oh, weird. Their volume just completely cut out. I couldn't... That's so weird. Man, don't know what happened there. Uh, question for Basil. Do you think hanging out with Oksana and learning how to speak plainly will help your social skills? I don't think that's the corner of the lack of Basil's social skills, but it definitely will help. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely think it will. Um, Basil is a homeschool kid, you know? Like, that was one of the, the ideas behind him. Um, so I love the fact that while he thinks himself to be a lot smarter than he actually is, there's, like, these little things that, you know, he's, like, really appreciative of, like, Oksana, like, calling him out on. Like, you know, you're like, yeah, you know, it's like, in English, Basil, in English. <laughs> well, you're not trying to tell your mom and dad who are both, like, librarians and museum curators and stuff, so. Fair. I, yeah, it'll help. It'll yeah. definitely, definitely help. Learn to talk the common folk tongue. Hmm. Uh, question for me. Did ah, you... shoot! I reckon uh, I'll learn this language quick, smart, and in a hurry. Hot diggity damn, you're on my page. <laughs> uh, question for Dave. Did you remember to, uh, to go downstairs to feed uh, and water Bobby? Um, I actually have a shoot that just kind of splashes down directly into his face. So we, we took care of all that earlier. Um, doop -a doop -a doo uh, Dag, how much babbit uh, nip do you have, and what are the odds of it being consumed again in a future episode? Well, I'll tell this to the group, right? Depending on how often we have Bobby here, there'll always be just one more bottle. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, question for yep. me, did you have a massive backstory prepared for the guy who got eaten in episode one? Uh, in episode one... I think you're referring to episode two, uh, Tennis. Uh, massive backstory. I, I spent weeks on... No, I didn't have anything. That's fine. <laughs> You'll learn very quickly that I don't prepare a lot of stuff and just kind of ad-lib as I go. Uh, question for Dave. How are you still going to kill Swiss Dave's character first when the party splits? I'll find a way. I always do. Or, you know, Rob will just roll a couple natural ones. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, and that is all we have Doing for questions part. for the evening, so let's go ahead and jump back into the night's episode. So, Tristan, Basil, as you continue to make your way towards the Happy Beholder, you eventually make your way to the observatory you saw from uh, up top in the Library of Spheres. It is a, a very majestic looking building you can see what looks like gold rafters that hang or pull up from the ground and wrap themselves around the building the very top a domed shape all made entirely of glass or crystal you can see the front doors both very large well-kept wooden doors what would you guys like to do Uh, is there like an open close sign or anything like that? There isn't uh, necessarily an open or closed. However, you can see from the inside that there are lights on. Uh, I will open the door um, and step through the threshold. Um, pardon the intrusion. Um, are you open? You can see a 
very large, what looks like almost a stage that leads upward to a single point that flattens off at the very top. Directly on top of it, you can see the reticle of a large telescope that leads upward towards the um, giant domed roof. A man seems to sit at uh, what looks like a stool directly in front of it as he gazes directly into the reticle. Hold on one moment, one moment, please. He pulls his head back before scribbling something down. Twisting his chair, he hops off. As he begins to walk down the stairs, you take notice of this man. He is relatively short, only standing about four feet tall. Uh, the top of his head very bald with sporadic curly white hair that spreads out from the center, or from the sides. He wears a very well-kept robe as well, very similar to the one that you had seen at the Library of Spheres. This one instead, a, a variety of pastel colors, pinks and blues, that almost look like some of the starscapes that you had seen during your voyage with Captain Jed. As he makes it way down to the bottom of the stairs, looking towards you all, yes, how may I be of assistance? Uh, Basil will um, nudge Tristan forward. Cat got your tongues. Yes. What, what exactly are you doing here? What can I do um, for you? Uh, we were just coming from the, the, the maid guild. Um, we had a, a few questions about plane walking and how to know where one would plane walk from one point to the other. And they said that you guys have been studying star maps for the longest time. And if we should be asking anybody, we should come to this place. So we were hoping maybe you could assist us in understanding a bit more about going from plane to plane on where to go to go from one plane to the other. Plane walking isn't really part of my purview. That's more in the magical realm, if you will. Most plane walkers themselves, uh, casters of some kind, who have learned the rituals and, and spells needed in order to transport themselves from one place to another, uh, now, if you're looking for the stars for answers, I'm assuming you're speaking about the starscapes. Uh, the starscapes are plentiful in our night skies. Now, in terms of accuracy, though, you're not able to find it uh, going from one to the other. Uh, we don't typically map out where the outcome of the starscapes are. However, we are very well aware of where each of them are in the night sky. Now, if there's a way to do so, there's rumors, per se, of objects of immense power, artifacts, if you will, that might be able to attune you to the correct place before entering into the starscape. Like uh, a compass, I'm guessing, of sorts, that would allow you to travel to the one you want to go to instead of randomly going. A compass, where a compass guides your way, this would be more in line with almost a musical instrument 
to help oh. you attune to wherever this starscape leads to. Some say that you can actually change the final destination if you attune it to the right place. Is there a description of that instrument? Or any idea on what it looks like? Don't tell me it's a triangle, please don't. A triangle? Why would it be anything? <laughs> not, not of importance. Well, I can tell you one thing, and mind you, it is just a rumor, per se. But what you look for is the saffron. Saffron. It's the saffron. We don't want to be going around looking for saffron. That's a different thing. Yes, the, the saffron. It is said that there's only few that have ever been created. No one is exactly sure what they look like. However, again, purely hearsay and rumors, but some believe that one is in possession at Starhaven within Prince Andrew's collection. Starhaven. Yes, the... Uh, pardon us. The we're, we're new to the city. The palace. Yes. yes. All right. Well, of course, where a prince might reside. All right. Okay. Very interesting. Have you have you ever seen that the Saffron in action? Has it been used before? Or no, no, my. My days of traveling the stars are far behind me at this point. Usually I, I hire captains to do the charting for me. Uh, you know, there's been a few who have disappeared in some of their expeditions, rumored to have gone through one of these starscapes. But myself, I've never traveled through one just out of, well, pure fear. There's... Some places you might want to travel to, such as the Material Plane, while others would take you directly to the Abyss itself. Gamble, I guess. Oh, Interesting. Well, unless you can find one of these Saffron devices. Hmm. Your luck is with uh, were the we to hmm. Were we to find these Saffron devices? and um, find ourselves en route to the material plane, which is our destination, would you be adverse in financing, perhaps, an expedition? Um, yourself, of course, included. We have uh, many ways and means of uh, ensuring a safe and comfortable travel. Um, having traveled from the material plane here ourselves, in fact. Well, I myself... My days of adventuring is long past me. I only chart the stars that you see in the night sky now, as opposed to what lies beyond them. Oh, come now. I'm sure that there's still one last adventure for you waiting out there beyond the stars. And um, from the looks of it, you have seen much of the universe through the lens of your telescope. Surely the uh, fear that's within you should not keep you back from seeing them more closely with your own eye. 
Make a persuasion check for me. Temptation dice, <laughs> if you want. You do have you yes. Succeeded. You do have a temptation dice. All right, that's a seventeen. Currently, it has been a while since I've stretched my legs. Tell you what, if you do happen upon a saf- sapphire or saffron, then come find me. Allow me time to think. And of course, if you ever find yourself out into the stars and you happen to map some of it, I'd be happy to pay for some of these mappings. Like I said, there are many individuals that come here as freelancers that are happy to hmm, offer their intelligence and collected knowledge to me. In fact, he is one of them right now. As you hear the door begin to creak open, you hear a voice, one which you've heard before. Aldemar, I come bearing good news to you as always. I've been able to chart some of the uncharted map. Oh, guests, I see. Turning around, you now come face to face once again with a villainous captain known as Marcus. Uh, Yo! Run! (laughs) I'm going to give him... I'm not going to start a fight, but I am going to give him the the death stare that I gave him when I was last on deck with him before everything went down. Like, kind of like that moment of him walking in and like, oh, there's guests, and then turning to face him. I want to try and intimidate him. Okay. Go ahead and give me an intimidation check. Uh, Could I petition for advantage given I scared him shitless last time? You can petition to use the temptation dice that you have right now. (sighs) Hold on. Let me get my book. I feel like we'll need it for later. So okay. I will just, I will just, grrr, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, spooky. Go ahead and roll an additional d6. All right. <laughs> That's 20. Uh, that is an 11 in total. An 11 in total. He kind of looks at you with an odd look on his face remembering you immediately ah yes i remember you my apologies eldermer it's old acquaintances to say the least good to see you both are fine and in good health tell me is your dear captain with you as well Yes, our, our captain is with us, and of course, also in fine health. Um, and uh, and how's the how's your crew? Um, I hope that they haven't taken uh, too ill from the voyage that it brought that has brought you to the Rock of Brawl. Yes, my crew is none of your concern, but quite well, in fact. <laughs> 
That is good to hear. Hard to find good help these days. Isn't it? Well, our business here is concluded, but uh, be sure to stop by and see the sights. I hear the market square is beautiful this time of night. Mm, and yes. uh, I will... Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll surreptitiously kind of walk, try to walk past him, um, bidding a, a bow, bowing farewell to... Uh, uh, to... Damn it, I forgot his name. Um... Elmander? Elmander. 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 Okay. Go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw for me. Dexterity saving throw! Yo! Oh, damn you. That was an eight. That was a ten. Sorry, total. An eight. As Rolled off the, 20. the two of you continue your battle of wits, the two of Tristan and Basil begin to make their way outside of the observatory. However, just as you're making your way past Marcus, you get caught up in a bit of a competition of both of you going one way and the other, and you continually step in front of one another. Um, as, 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 no, 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 I'm of course, yeah, you're right. Your left. left, fine. Yes, yes. Finally brushing past you, exit the observatory. <laughs> Well, that was the chance meeting. Yes. And if he is here, I suppose his goons are as well. Yeah. We should probably let's... get hurry back to the others. Yeah, let's not make finger. Sure anything. Yeah. And as, as as we make our way back, I just, just want to uh, check to make sure that we're not followed or anything like that. Sure. Go ahead and make a perception check for me. Or an in, yeah, perception check is fine. That's two. Totally We're in the clear. We're safe. Nothing okay. was. You have never felt more comfortable in your entire life. I saw. I saw whistling on the way back. It doesn't take you long, probably about 10, 15 minutes to make your way back to the, or make your way to the happy beholder. You can see what looked like the aftermath or the end of the evening as a number of individuals now stumble out of the tavern, laughing, drinking still. Uh, a few kind of already asleep on the side of the side of the road. Um, you continue to make your way up, entering into the happy beholder. Uh, it takes you but a moment to uh, eye where your companions are sitting. Making your way over to the booth, you can see that there is a number of now empty plates directly in front of them, uh, as well as empty flagons. You can see that Jed is seemingly telling one of his many stories. You know, I was the one who actually brought the scavered dish to large Luigi. I mean, I didn't tell him the recipe or anything, but I was the one, I'm pretty sure I'm the one who gave him his first scavenger to cook. I'm just saying, I don't know why he didn't name it, you know, Spasaged, but that's on him. It's not on me. We gave you to thank then. It was delicious. I thought you'd like it. You're very welcome, Oksana. She'll cheers him. He cheers as you Too hard. As he spills his drink all over himself. Be careful. Oh, whoa. Hey, it's Basil and Bandage Guy. 
Basil, oh. bandage guy. Hello. <laughs> uh, so? How did you join us? You got a strange look on your face. You've been gone for what? A couple hours, maybe? I don't know. Time works a little strange around this place. Have a seat. You want a drink? You want Luigi? Can I get something uh, from my friends over here? Um, yes, no, nothing for me, thank you. Um, in fact, we, we should probably take a little bit of care with our food and beverage. Um, we ran into a familiar face on route back here. Was it um, Gary? <laughs> no. Oh. I think we definitely noticed Gary, but no. Uh, Captain Marcus is here on the uh, on the island. Oh, really? All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we uh, we had a run-in um, with him as we were... Um, well, we actually found out a lot of information. Um, firstly, we uh, we found out at the library a little bit of information regarding the uh, the void bees. Oh, no, the void pyres. Sorry, void bees are different. They eat void brains. Um, <laughs> the void pyres... They, um, they're, 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 they do not like gold, they do not like light, and they recess themselves in the, uh, lo- in, like, kind of darkened and void-like spaces, of which we have a map to the, uh, the catacombs that, uh, reside underneath the city, where they had built up and dug into the rock in order to use building materials for the city. Anyway, we have the, the map anyway. Um, Excellent. I seem to remember yes, uh, it was mines and caverns. Not yeah, yes. Well, I mean, yes, mines, okay. This map will I, be I, very helpful. Yes, I, I figured it was kind of like the, you know, built upon stuff that was built upon stuff that was, you know, yes, anyway. Um, the Then Tristan came up with the rather brilliant um, line of questioning surrounding um, our passage home, and we uh, found some information regarding two potential methods, one, of course, being the aid of a planeswalker, and the other through uh, these strange star anomalies that will apparently connect from the astral plane back to, well, a variety of different planes. The, the trouble is, is trying to navigate the correct one. And for that, there is a device known as the Saffron, which can be used to potentially map these places out. Of which, that is where we found uh, our Marcus. He uh, was in the star gazers or star mappers laboratory observatory when we arrived well when 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 we arrived first but then they came back and then he showed up and then we had an exchange a battle of wits where i think i won um i'm gonna keep rambling but i this is a lot of information (laughs) yes thank you basil basil Um, you already always have so much to say yes yes (laughs) i am impressed that you are not re-kidnapped Excellent. Good job. Um, so he just, what... yeah. So Marcus yeah, is I... just around here and he just let you go, didn't say anything. Uh, well, we think that he was working with the star mapper as a potential hirer. So any attack that he would have made in front of them would have made them lose face. Um, I used that to our advantage to, well, uh, well we used it to our advantage to uh, beat a hasty retreat. Um, we should find him and kill him. Well, <laughs> please don't spill your ale. It's <laughs> quite wasteful. I am just, I we just literally escaped him with with barely 
any health. We almost all died. Yes, but Shall it was we... him and some others. If we can get him alone, you know, in the corner, just us and him, no problem. Weren't we here to protect people? I feel like the I feel like we're 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 marginally no, 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 uh, no, of no. course we go on a well, I mean if you take Marcus out of to... the equation, he's the one responsible for grabbing people, so therefore you are protecting people that he could potentially be taking. He works for Ajax. I would like to take him out. Well that's true. Uh, there are potentially other ways to uh to potentially um, stop him without necessarily engaging in murder, as it were. Um, for example, his ship, I imagine, will be docked somewhere, relatively unguarded, and it'd be a terrible shame if it floated randomly out to sea. Hmm? Hey, do you think he has gold? What do I you mean, think if... I'm assuming what if we ch- What if we trick him and use him as bait for void pyres. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but void pyres are like capable. Void pyres go for a week. But they like gold. If he has gold, I we either use him as bait or kill him, take gold, and use the gold to, you know, I must have misunderstood. I thought they don't like the gold, so they stay. No, they don't don't like gold. I I feel at this point, I feel like Oxana is a particular type of tool that is seeing everything as a nail. Um, I'm not against the idea. (laughs) 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 I'm not against the idea of killing this man. I just more meant perhaps we should, you know, deal with one potentially lethal threat before we engage a second. Um, We ain't killing. We don't kill kill him. We capture him. We make ain't him killing Marcus. And use him as bait. Why not? Marcus, Why not kill Marcus? Marcus has his downfalls, but we ain't killing Marcus. I he think was it just going best... to kill me. He's envy. You know what? It's it's fine. It's fine. Y- y'all decide what you want to do. I'm. I'm I gotta talk to the barmaid for a second. I'll be back. And Jed, Jed just gets up and, without saying another word, without looking back, leaves. Oh, he is going to bugger us. So I'm confused. Someone Jed is a good him. guy. Jed is a very good guy, but he seems to want to protect everybody that seems to do bad here too. I have not noticed. Should I go well, follow Jed? Well, well, you guys decide. Which yes. thing we shall tackle? Okay, goodbye. And V will go up to try and follow Jed. <laughs> v, as you stand up and begin to walk over towards Jed, you're immediately met with the smiling face of Large Luigi carrying a few more rounds of ale. All right, now, lass, let's calm down for a minute. Jed yep. has his has his reasons for things as he puts it down. The, uh, the glasses down in front of you. I assume Jed hasn't fully explained his relationship with Marcus. No. No. Would you explain it? That would be very helpful for us. Well, I don't mean to put words in another man's mouth. 
Long story short, Marcus and Ajax and Jed have quite the history with one another. You see, the three of them in particular were part of an elite group of soldiers during a time known as the Flayed Conflict. Now, some Githyanki attribute their particular deeds to have been the catalyst that stopped the bloodshed between the Githyanki and the Mind Flayers. Now, what is known a little less than the rest, and something I'm sure Marcus Jed hadn't wished to relay to anyone else after a night of particularly heavy drinking here. During one of the last battles, Ajax and a few of the other unit members were captive, taken captive. And it was the actions of Jed and Marcus that saved them. Now, I don't know exactly what happened that evening, but apparently none of them were actually the same ever since. Jed was labeled as a deserter of the Githyanki army as he left entirely to sail the seas. And, well, Ajax, he became the murderous profiteer that many know of him today. Regardless, these men were once like brothers to one another. I can understand, and hope you can as well, the difficulty of talking of having to kill someone that close to you. All right. So we we don't kill him? Or do we just avoid him? Whoa. Arius, your breathing is very loud all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know what is happening. <laughs> Woo. I think someone just brought out a cheese plate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> your mic, your mic is really very crisp. Right yes, it's like you're whispering but yelling in my ear at the same time. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> even, even your humming sounds like it is right in my ear. <laughs> right. Maybe you should check your microphone input. <laughs> okay, guys, Whichever let's get back on track out. here. Yeah. All right. All right. So, maybe we just don't kill Marcus. How about that? Or maybe we just think about it another time. We we do have a lot on our hands with the the Void pious, so difficult for me to say. Void pious. I suppose, but he is working with Ajax. It's, I am glad he did not cause problems for you two, though. Let's let's try not to to cross with Marcus. I mean, if he comes after us, we'll we'll assess. But let's not 
start something that we cannot handle at the moment. I would I... say he started it, but whatever. We, 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 also... got, we, we got away with our life. We won that battle. That's the only thing that matters. We won that battle because of Jed, and he is not on our side right now. He made that very well, clear. For Jed, I will not. I owe Jed a debt. I will not harm Marcus if Jed does not wish me to. Well, like they're said many times over, if life is threatened, not to hold back, but. I would ask that you all show a little bit of empathy towards Jed. I'm sure it yes. would be very difficult for any of you to even Agreed. speak of something like this. All right. So, back to the Void Pyres. <laughs> <laughs> yes, now we have a map. We know where to go. We know what they don't like. So, what, um, uh, V will look at, um, what's his name? Oh my god, the Beholder guy. Should, do we just, like, Luigi. Luigi. Do we Luigi. just coat our weapons in gold, then? Wave around a, a, a light? But they don't like that. This is where I was confused before. How do we find them? How do we find them? <laughs> we go in the catacombs in which Basil and Tristan so wonderfully have a map of. Maybe you cut your hand again. And that do is what? It. We draw... <laughs> that is how we draw them out. They are hidden, yes? Oh, Very difficult to, use... to find. You want to use me as bait? I don't well, think you somebody. know me very well. I do not want to be bait. I absolutely will never be bait. Somebody has to do it. Thank you, Oksana, for volunteering. Oh, shit. <laughs> I could cut your hand for you. if you. I will I... cut my own hand. You will not touch me. <laughs> <laughs> not well, too deep. Just not too deep. I mean, not not to put a small point on it, but but Tristan does still have some of these blood. That's true. I mean, presuming we're not just glossing over the fact that he's walking around with it, but, you know. I mean, it is a little weird, but in a way it's... I kind of enjoy it. It's like he's praising me or worshipping me somehow. Isn't that right, Tristan? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm not here to think shame. Uh, you do you. Tristan will not reply, just look at me with some kind of weird look. It's like, what the... You're the one with my blood. Alright, well, moving on, <laughs> shall we just secure some weapons, or are we just, what What should we go, should we go in now? What time of day is it? Night time, I believe? I, I thought they did not have time here, I thought it's, I don't they know. Don't, uh, they don't necessarily oh. have night and day per se. However, based on the lack of patrons left in the Happy Beholder, you would assume that it's wind down time. <laughs> 
Closing Maybe this time. is the best time to go when other civilians won't be around. Does uh, anyone feel like they are in need of rest, short or long? <laughs> well, I cut my hand. That hurt a lot. That was stupid. <laughs> but I suppose we could press on. It is just a, a flesh wound. If everyone else is wet rested. I feel great. We're well fed. Why not? I yeah I, well, I mean no time like the present they they say. Should we tell like Jed to... that we will not kill his friend? Yes, I believe so. I think he would appreciate that. We should also ask if he would like to come with us. I think. I think perhaps maybe we should give Jed some space. I feel as though yeah. perhaps this business with Marcus um, appearing not once but multiple times may put a lot of stress on the man, and he does not strike me as one who deals with that kind of thing easily. If you recall, when we met him, he was uh, on his own on that rather large vessel, and you know, the last thing one person wants to have is a group of individuals who know very very little about uh, about Jed and his circumstance to suddenly lend uh, an ear. If he wants to tell us about his situation, I'm sure that he will, but I don't know. I, I, this is just what I read in a book once maybe luigi you will you will just pass on a message for us and and assure him that we will not be killing marcus and we will do as he wishes we will not actively go after marcus i think you don't have to worry about jed for the evening as he nods his head over to the stairs Looking over, you now see Marcus climbing the stairs with the lovely barmaiden that uh, had welcomed you had welcomed you earlier. Jed, Jed or Marcus is walking up the stairs. Sorry, Jed. He is popular guy. Mm. Jealous? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining we're just sitting down the bottom going I think he's going to be okay <laughs> Hey Oksana, listen I hope you don't mind but I think I'm going to sit this one out I'm, uh, I'm a little a little tired as well I could, uh, I could do with a little bit of nap Shall I tuck you in? Oh no, no, it's alright baby We're good I'm uh, <gasps> I'm gonna just take. I'm just gonna take pork. Uh, hey, Luigi, you you were saying that uh, you know maybe we could figure something out with the rooms here, right? Well, of course, we'd be happy to uh, offer some rooms to whoever needs one, for a fee, of course. Yeah, 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 big man. Don't you worry about that. We'll go figure that out in the morning. All right. Goodbye, Babbit. <laughs> Sweet dreams. I suddenly feel sick to stomach. Oh, uh, you know what it is? It's probably just all that Babbit nip that I had. I'll probably feel better a lot more in the morning. I hope so. Yeah. I will keep this from you for now. <laughs> I don't like what it does to you. I'll catch y'all on the flip side. 
as, okay. as Grimoire okay. gets down and begins to hobble away, you hear the of his uh, of his little post. On the plus side, at least he's a little bit more confident. Maybe too much. Mm. <laughs> That's right. All right, well, um. Who's up to be sacrificed to a random astral monster? I thought we would... Oh, you mean in general. All right. I'm ready. Yes, I'm excited so... for an adventure. It will be fun, right? And it appears sure. we can make some money off of this as well, too. Yes. Yes, yes. Nice. I would have mentioned that the librarian would have offered us some money, but yes, yes, that as well. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> <laughs> also, something about the prince, but we won't gloss into that because there was a lot of information and I missed a bunch of it. <laughs> All right, we All find right. the nearest. We find, we find the nearest. Um, I'm gonna call so them manholes because that's what I'm imagining that that you meant when you said they're like in the streets and they used to bring stuff up. There was like this bit of metal that was over the top of it. I'm like, I'm just visualizing manhole cover. So I'm like, All right, this is our this is our way down. Okay, let's go. Okay, leaving the tavern, First you make your way to what would be shown as the closest porthole. Well, why don't we go to the closest portal to the body? Isn't that where the creature would have fled? That would make probably the most sense, because that would be the quickest escape route. What do we think? Which one do you want to try? Do you want to go there from here? Might be better. Perhaps we will find clue along the way. All right. Um, I agree. If we don't go there from here, where are we going from? Well, no, I, I, I mean we, we would... go through. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, back from the, uh, the, the marketplace where the man was attacked, likely we might find a trail if we were to go in that one. Mm -hmm. But perhaps we can get to there through the tunnels instead of going out of tunnel. You know what I mean? We stay in tunnel, and we head in that direction. I mean, that makes sense. Can can I see in here? Is it, like, super dark? Are we even in the tunnel yet? Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like skipping around. Karate here. chop. <laughs> yeah, you guys, don't, you guys don't need me anymore. It's fine. Uh... <laughs> You uh, you so find your way to the to the closest tunnel, uh, lifting up what you would consider the I guess out of game a manhole. As you begin to make your way down into the darkness of the caverns below, it is incredibly dark down there. So for those of you who don't have dark vision, it would be very difficult to see even roughly ten feet in front of you. You hear Oksana yell out every once in a while. Oksana here, and V will sort of do a spin, and as she spins, like, four globes will come out around her, and she'll sort of position them around the party. Um, she casts Dancing Lights. Okay. Wow! <laughs> I'm impressed that you're impressed! Thank you, Oksana! This is very pretty! <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy it! I'll do it She's more a... often for you. She's a little tipsy from the bar. What is the uh, <laughs> what's the what's the light range on those? Uh, it's a great question. 
Sorry. Are you guys hunting a void void pyre drunk? Yep. V is not drunk. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Grimoire's high. Oksana's tipsy. He's asleep. Grimoire's not here anyway. Each light sheds. Uh, each light sheds dim light in a ten foot radius. Um, so, I'd I'd make sure that Oksana and I are covered since we're the two with without dark vision, okay. and then the other two would sort of uh, go to the front of the party and behind us. Okay. I have I have dark vision to 120 feet. Okay. Of course you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he sees through the devil's eyes. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As you begin to make your way down a twisting, turning tunnel, you travel for roughly about 15 to 20 minutes. Before you start to hear muffling, almost like voices off in the distance, Continuing forwards, you begin to smell a very pungent smell, musty with almost a residue of copper as it tingles in the back of your throat. It wasn't me. Take one. <laughs> um, can we stealth up? Oh, can I stealth up? I'm, I mean, I'd probably suggest the others do as well, but... Okay. Go ahead and make stealth a stealth check up. for me, yeah, Benji. Yeah. I immediately step on a whoopee cushion. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I got an eight. You do have a uh, temptation dice as well, if you'd like to use that. Good he nice. reminds us every time about Temptation Dice Man. He's plotting something. Absolutely, he is. <laughs> you guys, guys want me to use every it. time? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take the hit. I want to see what these do. Um, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll use it if, if everyone's okay with that. Yeah, okay. go for it. Done. Let's have make it happen. Two dead Temptation Dice. Oh my god! I'll use both. I don't know what it does. That's okay, I use you're going to use both. All right. I mean, maybe. I don't like that he's writing the shit down. I don't like it at all. <laughs> all right. uh, so, a temptation dice is a reroll. Uh, it's a d6. A d6. Okay, hold on. So here we go. I'll use both. Here we go. Boom. Two temptation dice coming at you. Snake eyes. Really? It's a ten. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Double wow. one. Bring wow. it on. Oh. <laughs> As... Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Come on, where are you? Come here. Why are there so many rewards? Damn it! I can't reclaim it. Okay, never mind. Fine, carry on. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't do your You're own. To give you can't give your own <laughs> self advantage. Why? That's not how this works. Okay. Oh gosh, taken after Rob. 
as I've never done it. <laughs> I know, but you want to. <laughs> Wanting to and doing it are two different things. I know. Right, well, that's a 10 on my stealth check with two temptation dice trying to help me out. Okay. As you continue to make your way forward, trying to be as quiet as possible, you kick forward a large pile of stones that scatter and echo throughout the corridors with the perfect acoustics bouncing off the walls. You can hear some of the murmurs grow louder as well as the sound of hissing now coming from the other end of the corridor. All right, we'll be quiet from now on. <laughs> Shh! <laughs> we should maybe turn off the light. <sighs> but then they oh cannot or, or dim it, at least. Oh. <laughs> it's already know. dim. Isn't it? Yes, it's very dim, and I don't okay, know how right. to. That's not how spells work, Tristan. <laughs> oh, what if we put a cloak over it and then diffuse the light? Well, all four orbs. Where do you have four cloaks well, I mean, coming one... from? I mean, one each. There's there are five of us here. <sighs> well, I just four, move I, I, the orbs uh... closer to Oxana and I. There, is that helpful? Now now you three can be up front seeing all all through the darkness and Oksana and I will be I back here. I can't see in the dark. I thought you had dark vision. No? I'm a human. I've never oh. led you to believe once that I've got dark vision. What oh would make God, all right. I wear glasses. Sorry. I don't even have, I don't even have good regular vision. Sorry, <laughs> metagaming. Basil, why don't you stand next to me since you can't oh. see in the dark either? Great idea. It's a wonderful idea. <laughs> it is a shame we don't have Babbitt. You could hear everything. <laughs> Would have been very useful in a cabinet situation. Yes. <clears throat> well, are you going to go up? Those who can see? Well, Continuing to make your way forwards. Yes. You make your way closer to the end of the cavern, and as you do, uh, for those of you who um, who have dark vision, you now find yourself staring just a few feet away, roughly about 20 feet away, within this large opened-up area with inside. You can see a number of large cages all around the most disturbing parts is they're all filled with malnourished tired individuals within they're alive and directly in front of the cages you now see four slabs set up almost like tables On top of the tables, you can see the outlines of bodies, and even in dark vision, the shimmering of puddles of the silvery fluid draining off of the tables. As two humanoids wrapped in cloaks 
begin to seemingly look around in inspection. At this point, they don't see you, although they know that something has caused a noise. <laughs> so, j j j j just a question, are we at, at the same level as them, or yes. like above? Same level, okay. Okay, it's just the cages that are above us. The cages are on the floor. So it's oh. it's a flat flat ground okay. with large cages, four large cages. You guys are basically just hiding around a corner at this point. There are two around the corner. Shall I? I think I should turn my lights out. They, but are we going to just? surprise them and jump in and let's kill them all i think good for me pull out my great sword let's go tell me when to go i don't know without without a word sicarius begins rushing into the the cavern the two creatures now looking up and turning towards you guys and I'm going to need you guys to roll ah. initiative for me, please. <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. Battle time. I'm ready. Oh, why didn't that start at the beginning? I like the beginning of that song. Uh, all right, all right, all right. It's fitting. Do we have a battle map? We do. No. We do? Ooh. We do. Give me Fancy. one second. Let's get you guys Fancy. over to the map. And uh, let's get the lovely viewers at home over to the map. Ooh. Hell yeah. It's our battle music. Aw. I love our battle music. Uh, oh, damn it. Let me line this up so everybody can see. I swear, Roll20 has it out for me. That's why I never roll um, no, no. virtual dice because I don't trust. I don't trust it. Uh, all right. Ah. So let's get some initiatives, uh, shall we? Uh, Sicarius, you're up first. Thirteen. Thirteen. Oksana. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. V? Mm -hmm. Eight. Eight. Tristan? Eleven. Eleven. And Basil, I have yours already. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay, as Sicarius dashes in, and you guys can go ahead and move your tokens to wherever you think you would be at this point. All right. Probably I'd be near the... Oh, where did we enter from? Oh, I see. There we go. Yeah. I'd probably be over here. Okay. Um, I think I would be behind, behind Stakarius because he moved first. Uh, okay. All right. As you dash in, uh, Sicarius, you see the well-tempered, mostly, um, adrenaline of... Oksana kick in as she rushes forward in front of you. 
Um, Oksana, you're up first. What would you like to do? Sakaris, you're on deck. Uh, I will move up to this creature over here. Uh, Oksana will rage. Okay. With uh, my bonus action, and then I'm gonna, she's gonna raise her hand axe up, and then just try to come down right on the head of the creature, uh, completely forgetting uh, anything about gold or light. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, go ahead and uh, roll your attack at disadvantage as you are fighting in the dark at this point. Anyone without dark vision, you will be rolling at disadvantage for for direct attacks. Uh, both were ten to hit. Okay. Swinging forward, the creature is just far too nimble and quick as it dodges out of the way of your axes. It begins to hiss towards you. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Um, spit at it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> spitters can't be quitters. Sicarius, you're up. Tristan, you're on deck. Okay, as I've run... Where's the map out of here? I will just take one more step forward. I will grab a hold of my necklace. See if you guys like this. May we have light, and I cast light, twenty foot radius of bright, bright Thank light you. around me. Okay. <laughs> as uh, as you, the light kind of bursts out in front of you. It lights up the majority of the cavern. The creatures hiss and hide their eyes away from you. Um, and hold on, let me do this quickly. All right, so a, a minion has also been summoned. So uh, those of you in chat, you can go ahead and vote based on the uh, selections. One will take an attack, two will help a creature, i.e. giving it an advantage, and three will actually heal one of the creatures. So just type it into chat, one, two, or three, to vote on what would you like the uh, minion to do next. Uh, sorry, Sicarius. What uh, what were you doing? That's my action to cast light, and it covers a twenty foot area of light. Okay. So again, bursting out, the light covers the entire area. Um, okay, that is going to put Tristan up. Uh, v, you're on deck after the void pyres. So I'm going to move here. Uh, no, right there. I will move here, and I will summon my thighs, so, uh, and I will take a hit at the the creature in front of Sicarius. Okay. It kind of lurches on top of the, the table and begins hissing at you directly. Go ahead and make an attack roll for me. Oh. Uh, that's uh, 24 to hit. 24 absolutely hits as the scythe blade strikes down through the creature. Again, the uh, blackish smoke almost comes coming off of it, pierces through the creature directly. Go ahead and roll some damage for me. That's uh, 12 points of damage. 12 points. Whew. Okay. The, the creature kind of wilts down a little bit as it loses its kind of footing on the actual stone tablet. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Tristan? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. With that, the creature is going to lunge directly towards you. Uh, uh, actually, it's going to try and lunge directly on top of you. Uh, mm. doop -a -doop -a and it has disadvantage on its attacks right now. 
is a 12 going to hit? Uh, 12 hit. Okay. The creature jumping on top of you, slashing towards you with its uh, with its almost talon-like hands. Uh, it catches you directly in the chest. Uh, you take four points of slashing damage. And I need you to go ahead and make a... Uh, actually, don't worry about that right now. It's going to take its second attack against you as it's now holding on top of you. Um, it's going to go ahead and try and bite at you. Uh, does a, a 14 does hit um, yes. as it reaches over and peer bites directly into your shoulder you feel a little bit of a wetness begin to spread over top of your shoulder you take 7 points of piercing damage seven. Um, I would use my reaction okay uh, I don't even know how that works. Uh, I would use headache rebukes. Uh, was it? Is it when I get hit? Damage. 16. Oh yes. And you need to do a dexterity saving throw. I'm sorry, I don't know how the spell works. Uh, yeah, you need to do a dexterity saving throw. Dex saving throw. I can do that. Uh... That is going to be a 17. Okay, it passes, so it takes half damage. Half uh, damage. So, uh, as a reaction, I want to stack something on this as well. Okay. So, it's, so uh, as... Oh, what is your... Uh, I was going to say, what does Tristan's hell, hell, Hellish Rebuke look like? I have no idea. I don't know what that is. Um... One finger. So I guess there was black flames going on on top of the creature. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So, sorry. Uh, okay. So as the black flames fire out from Tristan to hit um, uh, to hit the the vampire, uh, I am going to use void pyre. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to use uh, my plot twist and uh i can rack a creature with psychic pain when someone within my line of sight has been hurt as a reaction dealing 2d4 psychic damage to the attacker which i'm gonna form like kind of as the the fire is to sort of lashing out instead of just like a a streak of fire it sort of takes like a, a more like a black wolf kind of shape okay. and just sort of becomes larger and more menacing um which i know it's probably even but I'm going to try it anyway. I can also attempt to uh, cause him to fear if he is not immune to the effect. Uh, yes, they are immune to being fear. Being uh, yeah, immune okay. to fear. Yeah, cool. Uh, so that is an extra six damage on top of Tristan's hellish so, so minus 15, so half of that of fire damage. Okay. As, uh, as the creature digs into you, the uh, flames burst out from the center of your chest. They whirl around, becoming this 
strange wolf-like creature that now envelops, envelops the void pyre directly in its jaws as it clamps down. You watch as black flames burst over top of the creature as it grabs onto his head and begins to squeal in pain. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Tristan? Oh, no, this is their turn. Um, yeah, no, I'm good. The void pyre, the second void pyre is going to go ahead and... Uh, it is going to try and jump towards uh, Oksana, um, uh, making its first two attacks. Ooh, one of them was a natural 20, but it does has, have disadvantage in the light. So that is only going to be a uh, 18 to hit. Yes. Okay, I need you to go ahead and uh, make a athletics check or acrobatics check for me. Uh, that is going to be 19. Okay. That is definitely going to beat my natural one. Uh, as the tre- creature grabs onto you, trying to grapple and hold onto you with your rage uh, bursting at the seams, you're able to just flex the entire creature off of you as it gets pushed back uh, by a few feet. Um, it begins to scowl towards you as well. Uh, that's going to end their turn. V, you're up. Basil, you're on deck. All right, so V will, uh, she'll move up a little bit, um, and she will uh, take out her sword and perform a fancy move where she will uh, sort of uh, bring her foot to her knee, do a pirouette, and her sword will come up, sort of like Sailor Moon transformation video. Uh, And when uh, (laughs) her head goes back at the end of her pose, uh, you'll just see this like translucent wave of energy uh, spread out and uh, touch both the uh, enemies. She's casting fairy fire, so I need deck saves from both of them. Okay. As the light bursts out in front of you, the creature that's facing against Oksana gets a blast of even further uh, light directly in its face as it now hides its eyes. It's failed its deck save. However, the one that is directly on top of Tristan, the light doesn't seem to pass through the, the stone tablet in front of it very well. Uh, it went, it, uh, it passed its deck save on that one. All right. So the one that failed, um, uh, Basically, it, it is uh, shedding a dim, uh, let's say, glittering light. Um, and any attack rolls made against that creature um, uh, has advantage, uh, as long as we can still see it um, and that creature can't be invisible. Okay, perfect. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, V? Yes. Okay. Uh, I've been waiting Basil, for this moment. Death, yep. <laughs> Bonus action. Inspiration. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> V will, um, V will, Don't do uh, it. <laughs> I'm going to. V Don't will, do uh, it. <laughs> v will take the stance. She'll sort of widen her stance and, uh, she'll look down a little bit and say, Oksana, <laughs> is your dad a baker? Because your buns, you have incredible buns. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can I flex my butt? Uh, go ahead and make a performance check for me. <laughs> I flex my cheeks. Performance check? Yep. Okay, let's see. 15. 
15, as Oksana looks back towards you, V, giving a little bit of a wink, you can see the glutes now squeezing together, almost looking like a, a marble statue made of a Greek goddess directly in front of you. The light shimmers off of it like a classic butt in the moonlight scene. Oksana, you now have bardic inspiration. That's a D, D6, one D6, D6 on yeah. whatever roll you want. Uh, to end her turn, V will just whisper to herself, perfection. <laughs> Gross. All right, Basil, you're up. What would you like to do? Uh, first of all, I pick, I pick my jaw up off the floor. Um, uh, Basil's, Basil's, Basil's in the back watching everything from the front. I'm Sorry, sure he is. <laughs> um, they don't teach you about this right, in homeschool, do they? They do not. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to read out a cautionary tale. Uh, it is going to be the tale of Thicarus. Uh, it is the same story as Icarus, except he did not go on a diet before jumping off a cliff. He did not make it very high at all. It was not the sun that melted the wax wings. He was just a chunky boy who landed in the ocean because he jumped off a cliff. Very good. Very good. Uh, cautionary tale. It doesn't kill you to eat a salad. Um, so. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't a it wasn't a great story. <laughs> so no, eight wasn't. on my to hit. So, uh, um, which one are you aiming at? Well, I mean, either way, the uh, um, the tail cannot be heard from uh, from the the combat surrounding the creatures. Um, they they hear yeah. murmurs of it, however, not not enough. Um, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Um, I, I just kind of mutter to myself. Um, very quietly and sheepishly as I, um, as I plan for my next very exciting turn. Okay, fair enough. Uh, bringing it back to the top of the round, you see from the commotion, a single bat begins to swing down from the ceiling. As it begins to wrap itself around, you see a little bit of, um, almost void of light black specks now flying off of it wrapping around the creature directly in front of Oksana um, the creature seems to be a little bit more invigorated by all of this uh, and that is going to take us back to the top or around uh, Glutes McGee you're up <laughs> Glutes McGee uh, I am going to reckless attack Okay. No. Okay. So that. Oh, I forgot I wasn't at disadvantage anymore. Okay. Well, I get it. You also get advantage because of the uh, the fairy fire. Oh. Okay. That is going to be a nineteen to hit. A nineteen absolutely hits. Uh, go ahead and describe your attack for us. She pulls back her axe and yelling. She's going to basically try to chop its head off. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to try to hit twice. Okay. First so are both at advantage? The, um, I believe one of them is okay. at advantage. Okay, so we'll just say this one. The okay. first one. Go ahead. Go ahead and make an attack roll for me. Uh, well, the first one was a 19 to hit. The second one's going to be a nat 20. Oh, boo, 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 boo. Wham, 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 wham. I think that's Oxy's first 20 of the, the campaign so far. Uh, I think so, too. 
raising your your uh, axe into the sky. Now your entire body begins to flex. Uh, your your muscles and veins now bulging out uh, from both your forearms and your buttocks as you swipe down directly on top of the creature. Go ahead and roll some damage for me. That is gonna be uh, on the first hit eight point slashing. Well, that's on the eight second, points. Oh, eight it's plus two. Eight is doubled. So that's, so that's 16 plus whatever your strength is. The second one was the nat 20. The first one was at advantage. So that'll be eight plus two for the strength. Oh, okay. Sure. And then the, and then the second one, which was the nat 20, is going to be eight, it's another 10 because I rolled a one. So that's going to be Aww. eight plus two. Yeah, that's tough. That's okay. okay. <laughs> Hey, um, that's it, that's twenty points of damage. That's not bad. Level two, no, baby. Come on. Um, uh, you you come crashing down. The creature slightly moves out of the way, but you catch it directly on its uh, its clavicle bone. You hear a large snap as you tear into the creature's skin. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? No, she's oh. just uh, screaming I... like a crazy person in like bloodbath oh. style. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I would like to give Oksana some extra damage, if I may. You can certainly try. What are you try attempting to do? Uh, my psionic retribution. Uh, same thing as I did with uh, Tristan, as he is do as Oksana is doing the crit damage. Uh, it's just an extra two d four psychic damage. Okay. The um, and I will. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you want to describe it? Oh, uh, I was gonna say. So as Oksana hits that uh, that that stride with the. Uh, with the axe, uh, it sort of grows larger and seems to have like these kind of black, wriggly tendrils that sort of, as it cuts into the neck, sort of reach out, grab the other side of the neck of the vampire and try to just push just that little deeper okay. into the, the neck. Absolutely. Uh, the, uh, the tendrils seem to reach into the now open wound, kind of pulling it apart even further. Um, while it is illusionary, the, the creature screams in pain. Uh, mimicking the, the 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 feeling of tearing the wound open even further. Go ahead and roll some damage for me. All right, let's do this thing. That is two d four, which it is two d four plus three. Nice. That is 10 extra damage. Very nice. Very nice. The creature is looking very tarnished at this point uh, as part of its body now hangs off to the side. Um, Sicarius, you're up. What would you like to do? Okay. So the one that's glowing is right in front of Oxiana, right? Uh, it is no longer glowing. I think fairy fire only works for one hit. I thought it was a concentration. No. Is fairy fire concentration? Uh, that's a great question. Let me pull up my character sheet somewhere here. Where is my character sheet? It's just gone. My character sheet is just gone. Awesome. Let's uh, let's let's okay, know our on. stuff. Guys. <laughs> fairy fire. I'm so sorry. Fairy fire is concentration. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, yeah. So it's still glowing. Scarius, go ahead. You still, you would still have advantage on it. All right. So then, as I'm moving towards, I'm going to use my bonus action, grabbing a hold of my necklace, protect me when I engage this foe, and I'm going to cast uh, Shield of Faith. Okay. Yeah. 
walked up to him, and then for my action, I will take a swing with my greatsword. Okay. Raising the blacked blade to the sky, you begin to swing down atop of the creature. That would be 15. Uh, 15 just hits. Good old freaking advantage. All right. And just straight damage, no strength. Nice. 12 points. 12 points. Slashing down atop the creature, you now create a secondary wound directly on the opposite side of it. It's arms now basically falling down directly to the side as its body is almost split directly in three parts from your attacks. Is there anything else you want to do on your turn? That's all I got. Okay. Tristan, as the creature standing over top of you screams out in pain, it shakes its head as it continues to loom over top of you. Uh, What would you like to do? Um, I would try to um, I try to cast a spell, uh, which is touch. So because I don't think I can hit it with my size as it is on top of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like green flames will will come for uh, green flame, black flames will come for, to my hands, and I will try to to inflict wounds to the creature um, directly, which is on top of me. Okay. That's a 15 to hit. 15 absolutely hits. That's uh, 22 points of damage. 22 points of damage? As you reach up towards the creature, grabbing onto its neck, the black flames now pulling off of your hand and directly around the throat of the creature. It pulls back as it continues to be strangled by these black flames. It screams out in pain as it opens its jaw wide, black blood now seeping directly from its mouth, cascading down to the floor in front of you. Its squeals and screams are suddenly silenced as it falls backward, dead in its spot. Tristan will fall to his knees and panting. He's very bloodied. Okay. Uh, Is there anything else you want to do in your turn, Tristan? That's it. Okay. With the last void pyre still standing, it's arms practically useless. It begins to flail wildly towards uh, Sicarius. It does have advantage based on the... uh, Based on the minion bat, uh, that is going to be a 23 to hit. Uh, You take four points of slashing damage as it continues to claw forward. Uh, Not making any... It is also going to, as it scratches across your chest, it's going to lean forward, its mouth growing much larger than it typically should, almost like a snake unhinging its jaw. It's going to try and clamp down on you with its jaws catching your shoulder it pierces directly into your shoulder you feel a a burning pain as its teeth now sink deck directly into your shoulder blade you take another seven points of damage of piercing damage from it what do you roll to hit jeez seven uh it was a 19 uh try it on target okay uh that is going to end their turns v you are up what would you like to do Ooh, V will. Just in case this ends it, she will do a bonus action first. 
Um, and uh, she will um, inspire, this time she will uh, cast Bardic Inspiration and inspire Basil. Um, she'll turn around uh, and give him a wink and say, no wonder it's so dark in here. All the color is in your eyes. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, and then um, V will, um, she'll take out her music box and you'll just hear this really like uh, terrible sort of tune playing from the music box. Um, she will um, sort of stand in, in focus, dropping fairy fire uh, to cast dissonant whispers. And she'll sort of like whisper on the wind uh, of this uh, dissonant whispers. Um, I would love to insult you, but I'm afraid I won't do as well as nature did. And I need a wisdom saving throw. Sick burn. Wham, 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 wham. Sick burn. <laughs> uh, that is going to be a 14. Oh, that's a pass. Uh, I think it's half damage, though. Uh, I failed save. Sorry, 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 to half as much damage. Yeah, okay, so I'm just gonna roll the damage. One, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So eleven halved. Okay. Eleven halved. Whatever that is. In that case, V, tell us the tale of how you vanquished your mightiest foe. Um, I think as you see, like, you know, these music, that these music wavelengths come out from her music box, you just, um, you see basically all these, like, black veins sort of, like, uh, come out on, on this creature's, uh, head as it's racked in pain from her sickness. <laughs> There's no aloe vera uh, around she, for this burn. No, and she's sort of got this, like, um, dark, dark smile on. Okay. As the creature, um, thoroughly insulted, hurt to the very core, his its very soul, <laughs> it virtually just gives up on life as it falls backwards, dead on the ground. Wow, wow. As all of this transpires, the finishing of the creature, the captives found within all of the cages begin to ye yell and cheer uh, in honor of the accomplishments that you guys have done this evening. Uh, Sicarius, you begin to look around and, and feel a overwhelming joy of, of saving people less fortunate from an oppressor, regardless of whether it be creature or humanoid. You begin to look around only to see Oksana's face with a look of shock and terror on her face as she stares down at the creature. And as you look down at the creature, you see the robe it was once wearing has now torn away as it falls back and directly on its chest, a sigil of a hook with a drop of blood falling from it. But that, my friends, is going to be a story for another evening. No! Yeah. <laughs> this evening. We done. <laughs> We've done good. <laughs> way to save, way to save people, folks. Well done. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, we did all the things. <laughs> we did. We set a goal and we actually did it. Well done. I'm well so done. Happy.
happy with this. So that is going to wrap us up for the evening. Thank you so much for joining us tonight once again, and hopefully we see you back here next Tuesday. But before any of that happens, we've got world building on Sunday afternoon where we're going to continue our super awesome world that we continually to build. And on top of that, we have our very special, special episode over on Dag's channel celebrating the birth of a wonderful and beautiful human be being. And yes, I am talking about Dag. That's all happening at 10 o'clock Eastern time next Sunday. Uh, and then we'll be back next Tuesday to uh, find out uh, what happens and what is up with the strange sigil, if you know what I mean. Um, uh, there's nothing else I have for you. So before I leave you, I beg of you all one word of caution. Whether traveling around this an unknown city filled with unknown individuals, some sketchy, some not, or traveling around in a darkened cave, stalking and hunting a creature known as the Void Pyre. I beg of you all, be careful out there. You can trip. We'll catch you all in the next one, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.